podcast my name is dave my name's Gray, and we're here we're back to talk about attack on titan season four episode 26 or episode 86 of the, the penultimate the, the penultimate supposed penultimate episode <laughs> of the series um if it's your first time listening we're an anime only podcast we have not read head in the manga so we're going in kind of blind along with the rest of you or many of you at least probably fewer and fewer of you as the days pass um Shouts out to MAPPA, their Twitter. They've been releasing these awesome key art animation pieces with every episode lately. Um, We've often... Yeah. We've often featured fan art from subreddits and stuff um, on this podcast for Attack on Titan, but they've been putting these out so reliably, and they're so great. So I don't know. It's just been really, really fun. I'm just... I don't know about you, but I'm just a big fan of pastel yellow. It's just the, yeah. the the like the coloring of themselves and like the almost like the colored pencil drawings. It's yeah. it, I love them every week. It's like I look forward to the episode every week, but I almost look forward to that drawing just as much as the episode. There's all these little things that like are like tertiary to the episode itself, right? It's like the episode drops. There are awesome podcasts to listen to about it. There's um, subreddits that you can talk to people about. There's the fan art as a result. There's the accompanying art from Mappa. It's like a whole event. I yeah. don't know what we're going to do when this is over, but fortunately, or unfortunately, they, that may not be for a bit. Yeah, the anxiety um, is uh, definitely yeah. settling in. <laughs> but we will get to that. Um, first, let me give you the synopsis for the show, or this episode, rather. In the supposed penultimate episode of the series, the Scouts and the Marleans fight the Jaegerists, still a bad name, in order to buy time for the Azumabitos to commandeer a ship with the goal of towing the flying boat slash plane to a Marlian city in order to intercept the rumbling. It's a really big, long run run on sentence um whoever wrote that jeez. <laughs> um what'd you think of this one grant fucking us? awesome phenomenal yeah? phenomenal Fantastic. episode yeah really really good <laughs> like sakuga overload sakuga city yeah um yeah like you know i'm not i don't ever want to be the guy that's like oh things are good but you know what i mean mm. I, I hate to asterisk things because i feel like i do that a lot you got an asterisk for this episode? No, the the, the oh, only okay. asterisk I have is like I'm just sitting there being like, "This is so fun," but we don't have time for this. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I think halfway through this part two of season four, it was like, "Well, maybe they have enough time." And then like mm. the last five, since the rumbling basically, and we got to the rumbling, I think remarkably quick. And yes. at the at the time, we were like, "Well, what the hell are we gonna do for the next seven episodes?" But then they kind of slowed their pace to a crawl, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. We had a couple Um, episodes down memory lane. You know, we had some kind of uh, rekindlings of characters. You know, uh, you know, seeing some common. It's very weird. Like this, this feels like an uh, like of a twelve episode season. This feels like an episode nine, not an eleven. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It's weird. Like I think upon review, when this is all over and said and done, we got to look at the series itself and like pacing because their pacing for good or for bad is in fact all over the fucking place 
specifically like, this season, I th- think, more this than one, any, which is so weird that they're doing it now. But also, think back to season three. It had part one and two, mm. and part one is like interpolitical wall yeah. conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And it does, it is important, like it establishes Historia as part of the royal bloodline and stuff like that. But like, it takes like literally 12 episodes to get through all that. Aaron is kidnapped like again. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's all this shit that happens. But then part two of season three is literally, I would say it's the first episode of that part is the conflict beginning with the Beast and Berthold and Reiner versus the Scouts. Mm. That There's like four or five episodes of action. And then there's like four maybe episodes of exposition once they get the basement reveal. Like it's so jam-packed compared mm-hmm. to season three part one. You know what I mean? Well, I think that kind of goes along with the story. Like, there's, you know, call it a political thriller, but, like, you know, those things are kind of slow burns, and they're meant to be dragged out. Yeah. The the little minutia, and then you get the, you know, the throwdowns we've been waiting for for all these years in Season 3 Part 2, where that would be more, you know, fast, 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 fight, fight, fight. So, you know, it's... And, like, it's kind of... You can't really compare Season 3 and and, and Season 4 that way, because... Even part one, in its own way, was kind of all over the place. You I know, mean, it was, it yeah. was, it was action. It was, it was stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. But it was, it felt more natural. I find this season, I think there's just so much hanging over this because it is like truly the final. The season. stakes are so so high. So no matter which way they play it, I think until it's all said and done, I think until we have the last puzzle piece, we're just going to continue kind of racking our brains over this. It's yeah. it, it, it honestly feels like spitting tires at this point. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I think it's just irritating that there hasn't been an announcement yet, but I think there probably will be either next week or the week after post finale. I will say after the end of the after the end of this episode, I don't know why. I just genuinely believe that. We have one more episode, then it's done. I don't think there's going to be a movie. I don't think it's going to be a long episode. I think we're just going to get a rushed, you know, because, you know, last week you would point out, and I had forgotten about it, that when the final chapter had come out in the manga, you know, like, people were upset. So I'm almost wondering if maybe, you know, maybe that that is ringing true, that it is kind of just an ending, you know? Well, I have news on that, and, uh, you know, it does not contain spoilers, Sure. But it's like it's on like the front page of the Attack on Titan subreddit. Okay. As an FAQ because the question about pacing is getting asked is apparently getting asked so much. Okay. People are like, "Well, how many chapters are left? Like what the hell is going on? Does this make sense?" So, I have an answer to that as per pacing if you want to hear it. Yeah. It's absolutely. not spo- like it has nothing no, to no, do no, with the actual spoilers. content. So it says with the current pacing that MAPPA has set with this part of Season 4, they are currently adapting one chapter per episode. With the mm. next, uh, will most likely ad- uh, the next episode will most likely adapt Chapter 130, leaving nine more chapters left to be animated. Oh, okay. Well, maybe there's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't uh, see that. <laughs> it isn't a, you know, in the past they've done one to two or reliably one and a half chapters per episode. Huh. It's rumored they will announce their plans for how the rest of the story will be adapted, whether it's a movie or part three. Um, who knows uh, if it's not announced next well, week? Part during... three, I didn't even think that that was on the table. Well, if it, if it leaves nine, I mean, they could do like you know. Well, okay, because when part one came out, it was marketed as the final season, correct? It was marketed as the final season, and we covered this like. They had sh- like they they didn't market it as final season part one. They just oh, said the we final were, yeah, season. 
I now I remember you and I were wondering we like, were when are they going to announce it? When are they going to announce yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. There's no movie. There's a part three. That would be my. I, I don't think the yeah. movie's happening. There, <clears throat> there, there would be no way. I think it would be unfair for them to call it the final season and have all this hype and then just be. Oh, by the way, there's a movie. If there's another yeah. season, as dirty and greasy as that is, I, I think that would be the most likely. It was what a year break. Yeah, it was ex- almost exactly a year break between part one so. and two. So maybe another year break, or maybe end of twenty two. Mm. I don't yeah. know. I mean, Demon Slayer. At the same time, though, Demon Slayer did it. You know what I mean? They waited mm-hmm. for season one to be over, and then they said, "We've our our studio feature film has been greenlit." Jujutsu Kaisen waited for season one to be done. Now it's obviously a little different, but then they were like, yeah. "And we're doing a movie." Mm. I, I think th- I, I think the word like just the words of the final season would be a little disingenuous if they announced the movie. I think. Yeah, but would it be unheard of for a studio to be a little disingenuous and? in an attempt for a money grab at the end of like maybe the most profitable and popular anime on the planet right now well if we take like the corporate side of it out who is the most rash and vocal like fan base on the internet more than like you know like you know manga and anime fans so like i think this would it would only burn them you know like if you really got away if if we broke it down to like wordage alone mm-hmm. if they did a part 3 i think that would cool everyone down it would suck and yeah. people would be angry but i think it would kind of but a movie would be cool too like you know spoiler we went touched it's you guys in zero this weekend we you imagine seeing attack on titan on the big screen like that would be unreal that would slap you know <laughs> and so it like, would make money it would make so much fucking money it'd be ridiculous and like i don't know and you have to assume like Buddy Isayama, I saw him do an interview. Like, people are like, what are you going to do next? Like, will you continue to do manga? He's like, I've been doing yeah. a volume a month, 45 pages a month for the last more than a decade. Yeah. He's like, I'm exhausted. So it's like, if this is his last bang, I would not be surprised if he was like, yeah, fuck it, do a movie. Like, <laughs> give me that royalty money forever. I don't know. I'm just saying I won't be surprised. I, my preference, obviously, would have been if we just finished it in part two, but it's not I don't, looking yeah. like it. Well, yeah, no, there's some chapters left. I, I can't imagine. But anyway, we should probably jump right into the episode yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And obviously, uh, just on that note, we might conjecture a little more on the post show, which will come out a couple days after this. And also, we'll be talking about our review of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, which, we, mm-hmm. as Grant mentioned, we saw in theaters. So if you're interested in that, check out the post show. Check it out. Okay. Uh, we jump into the episode. Um, we pretty much pick up moments after last week's episode with like... Yeah. The- Thanks for showing me Connie go through that again, guys. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, again? They were like, we know last week was a little heavy, so we wanted to remind you that it was heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the guy's, Daz or Samuel's, face full of bullet holes. They gave us a close-up of that. I know. Brutal. I love Actually, it. there are some firsts. I didn't even realize that this was trivia, but there are some firsts in this episode. Okay. Um, I think that might have been a first. I don't know if we've seen a close-up of a face punctured full of bullets. And like a corpse and at this point. But mm. I have a different first in mind. Um, yeah, I do too. So the Azumabitos claim that the flying boat will take at least half a day to prepare. Um, they, they're like, at first, they're like, it's always a day. Maybe we can shave it down to half. But then Magath and everybody is like, well, that's no good. Like, we can't hold out that long. So we need to figure out a plan. Can you think of an anime that does better, like, silent, surprised faces than Attack on Titan? <laughs> just that shot of, like, them from looking up from the bottom of the stairwell to, like... And Jean, too. Jean has one of the best, like, what-the-fuck faces Every, ever. I, yeah. I, I kind of like that. I've been... Okay. 
it may surprise you, but I've been in some pretty intense work meetings. <laughs> <laughs> and while they not many of them hinged on stopping a genocide, sure. there were a couple <laughs> tense ones. But I, it really did make me think of like someone says something and everyone's like doing the mental math silently and you just see yeah. the panic like, oh my God, wait. If that means what I think it means, then if this mean that that's also true. So everyone's basically like, "Fuck!" Just a bunch of people catching flies. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Hanji, uh, you know, still has like a random source of intel on the speed and devastation power of the rumbling. I've kind of squared with this. At first, yeah. I was like, "How do you Good know?" <laughs> I don't know. So here's my guess. Here's yeah. what, how I'm rationalizing it. I'll say what she says real quick. She says the rumbling is faster than a horse. In a half day, they traveled 600 kilometers past the coast of Marley. Therefore, four entire days to flatten the entire continent. And at this rate, it will be too late for Liberia. So it's like, okay, you know, no, I didn't realize this. No one realized this clearly other than her. My guess is that off screen and, you know, I'm giving them like some heavy benefit of the doubt here is like maybe because she's so big on Titan experiments, maybe in the last four years, they knew how fast Armin could walk as a mm. colossal Titan. And she's like extrapolating how, how he moved. And also she has it right in front of her. Like they saw the rumbling leave. They saw them. They probably were able to like extrapolate like, okay, well the rumbling started here and now we're on the coast and we can't even see them anymore. Sure. But it's only been this long, therefore they travel this fast. I, I don't know. In the heat of the moment, it was some pretty quick math, even for her, I think. Yeah. But like I said, it's it's just one of those things, you know, here it is, it's presented, let's move the plot forward. I do believe it might be faster than a galloping horse, though, right? They all I are would, so big. Yeah, based one, like one, one step footstep. long. Yeah, one long footstep, I'm sure, moves faster than a horse. Yeah. Um. Kiyomi, as Mubido, suggests sailing to Odiha. There's this whole, like, planning moment. Yeah. Which felt like it was from a different show. They don't do this a lot. Have you ever realized that? No, they don't. It was very, like... It was, like, panic mode. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting, because these characters aren't usually... They always have. They usually have the plan ahead of time. They're not in the thick of it, like trying to adapt to the situation. Usually, like the plan either succeeds or it fails. Like there's no yeah. kind of middle ground. And I feel like we're in the middle ground. Like we're move, trying to develop a plan B as it's happening. Yeah. So um, they did that. It, well. I do agree. It is different. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the only other like planning moment I could like think of was um, what? Do you remember way back? Actually, we were just talking about season three, part one when um they have to blow up rod rice as he's that crawly giant titan oh yes and levi and erwin and the rest of the scouts are in that room and they have like a, a shitty drawing yeah. <laughs> and they're like yeah we're gonna stuff explosive down his mouth <laughs> it's like all right i guess that's true but even then like it was coming like they weren't in the absolute thick of it they had yeah. to, like you know there, there was time out to, to do that but uh yeah, yeah. that's true uh, they do have a plan, though, so I think, you know, that we can maybe potentially assume that this is how it's going to go. Um, mm-hmm. She suggests, let's get on the boat, tow the tow the flying boat, and we're going to go to Odiha, which is a Marlian city. And, you know, the boat and the route we're going to take, which should allow us to get ahead and therefore intercept the mm. rumbling. Um, so, yeah, that's, fuck it, maybe, I mean, maybe that's the movie. I don't know. 
Could be. Well, you know, like whether it's a movie or it's a second or you know a, a third part, whatever it is, like there's so many things I can count like on both hands right now the plot lines that they're not going to abandon and that they have to finish and like it's it's crazy to me now, now that i think about it like we're at like the, the 11th hour yeah <laughs> it's just so obvious that there's gonna be more now but uh... yeah it the question is and this is why it's been driving me nuts is is just i felt like we were going to find out if they were gonna pull this off mm. you know and this was like our moment to find out and listen to me being like we're victims here but you know just give me a break <laughs> I'm invested in the show, okay? Yeah. Um But, you know, it, it felt like we're going to finally know a lot of things. And, like, some of, the, some of the payoffs have been so good. Like, you know, that payoff with Aaron seeing himself in the future and going to the yes. past and influencing his father is, like, maybe one of the biggest twists in, like, anime history. It's unbelievable. Sure. Like, oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's one of the best reveals of all time, right up there with the with the basement stuff. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. But there's just so much more I need to know, and I want to know if they pull it off. And I thought we were going to get that. Now it's like, yeah, now it's probably a year away. All, all that's ringing out in my head is Historia. Dude, yeah. Like, we yeah. Bar- like has she had a speaking line in season four, part two? Uh, No. We saw her kind of, like, looking sulky. We've seen her, in season, yeah. In part one, you know? Like, Being pregnant on a porch. Yeah. Uh, not unlike Ymir, by the way, in that flashback. Anyway. Mm-hmm um okay so yeah sorry too many side tangents um hanja mikasa fuck up the jaegerists bad name while the titans help the uh, azumabitos escape there's some really cool action here uh, unreal like just annie kind of annie and reiner just like absolutely decimating the battlefield like it's yeah you know the cg a little more apparent this episode with the titans fair, fair to say i no? didn't i didn't notice it with annie as much but reiner stuck up for some reason i don't I, know why i think it's the same problem as the beast i think and aaron actually like annie's kind of pink and red i think yeah. it's a texture problem like the i think problem maybe, yeah just, yeah like i think the color palette of certain titans look better or worse in cg i think annie looks better because it's like pinkish red Sure. Pink highlighted with red, and Aaron is just a big plastic, like flesh-toned block. Yeah, he looks and like, so, like Play-Doh. And so, Reiner too, all the hardening pieces. I, yeah. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it, you know, very apparent. I will, I do agree. Very apparent. Not bad. Again, no, it's, no, not it's bad. Night, night and day from part one, from like the instances we sure. saw them, but it's noticeable. Yeah, um, they're they're doing well though, and they're but they're getting torn up in the process. Like it was mm. cool to see their teamwork. You know, Reiner blocking Annie with his face. Yeah. for thunder spears he's using his hands to block the azumabito engineers um you know he's being the shield you know he's being he's, the shield it, it's it's so cool to see him you know like we were talking about the last episode to see him and annie kind of whipping Ugh. in an odm gear doing the titan shift you know and like they're with the good guys again, or they are the good guys again it's all relative you know what it's so it's so muddy who who like who's on what side yeah. is the right side obviously genocide is bad i think we're Heart, with these guys yeah but like you know it just to see reiner defending his friends again and he doesn't have to yeah. feel the he doesn't have to feel the guilt of who he's siding with like he can just all he needs to think about is like what he's doing is the right thing now and it kind of feels like as the fan base were with him on that so for him to have these big moments of like saving annie and the engineers and and everyone else like it's and Annie too like Annie was like because she's always been like you know when I think back to season one and just the way she decimated the scouts in the forest like Ugh. a cat playing with a bird like a dead bird or something oh, or toying with time. a bird you know to see her she does more of that too but to Feeling. also see her def- 
feeling to see her defending you know because you've never seen that side of her we've only ever seen her being the killer not the defender you know it's true it's, it's very fascinating to see there, like it's it's such a mind fuck honestly it yeah like there's a lot to unpack with that it's like the series the plot became bigger than reiner's internal struggle right like yeah. his story is like a of one person being so torn in half because he's so fucked up and brainwashed. But mm-hmm. like the fact that Aaron won that power struggle between the two of them, he's the story has kind of given Reiner an out. Yeah. Like he doesn't need to choose, right? He doesn't need to choose between Eldia or Marley or Titans or not, because he just has to choose if he supports genocide. Right. Life or death, you know, it's his, yeah. his choice now. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's kind of, taken that off of his shoulders and it's like you know we've talked about this before like uh, on this podcast about this show about like unifying your enemies kind of against you mm-hmm. um aaron has certainly done that whether it's intentional or not who knows but he's certainly done that yeah um yeah and i also gotta say hard not to get hype watching annie and him combo <laughs> shit and even like it, I remember realizing, like, Mikasa lands on Annie's face at one point, and she fills her in, like, this is the plan now, we're doing this. Yep. And I was like, that's never happened. Like, they've never been out, like, they've never been, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The only times they've been on screen is Mikasa desperately trying to kill Annie. <laughs> they've got, they've had some good cracks in season one. Yeah. Um, I gotta give it up to our boy Flock, one of his best episodes. 100%. 100%. You know, you and I have been so hard. Like, what, last week, all week long, I've been saying rat fuck. <laughs> like, you know, about rat flock. fuck. But like, we say what we want about him. The motherfucker's got some conviction. And he does. He let it all out. And it, it was hard not to be like, damn, he wants this, you know? He he believed in I You know, I got to say, like, I, I really liked his speech here. Um, he has this whole, like, they're going for the boat. He puts it together. I love that he's smart. He and, is smart, yeah. And capable. Um, he's come a really long way, and he gives this speech to the Jaegerists of, like, if Aaron dies, Parody will drown in seas in a sea of blood. <laughs> and he says, your siblings, your your parents, your loved ones, your destin- you know, your descendants, they will all suffer if we lose this. Yeah. And he gives, you know, the give your hearts thing at the end. and Soiling it. It's it's been so bastardized and corrupted and at this point, but it is so appropriate for him to be the one saying it and rallying mm-hmm. the troops. It's just it's like thinking back to him falling to pieces at the end of season three, part two, when Erwin kind of um, convinces everybody to get in on that suicide charge. Yeah, and he's just come so far. It's fucking nuts. It's crazy too because you know <clears throat> ever since Flock's you know rising of you know, right-hand man for the villain or whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, I'm, you know, personally, whether it's like my own headcanon or if it actually is the case, but like, to me, he just seems like someone who's trying to fill in a power vacuum and he's a bully and he's kind of take, he's trying to take some control in his life and you kind of influence that on others. Mm-hmm. But this is a an excellent sign of a, of a phenomenal villain because he gives a speech and you're like, oh, maybe he like actually like is just like truly believes in this. He's not just some guy who's just trying to like throw some weight around. Yeah, you I know, think I, I completely agree with you. After it's, this, I believe that he believes it. But that's the power of him because he's been he's been friggin', you know, grandstanding or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Like he's been everything up until now has felt like a show. 
mm-hmm. and I genuinely I, I just don't know where I fall in between it. But I see this, and it's like for a flicker, it just sh- shows how a good villain is. You're like, oh. Oh, I see that. Like, what is that? Like, where yeah. has that been? Like, if he had been like this devout, truly this devout, like leading up to this, I would, I would have believed all his stuff about, you know, Aaron told me this, and I've been involved in that. Like, yeah, you know, it just seems like him being a bully before. You know, he's just wanted to throw his weight around. Now I, I'm like, oh fuck, like he's ready to die for LD. You know? I like, think, he, I think it'd be a bit of A and B, right? Like, I don't yeah. doubt either that he was trying to fill in a power vacuum. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. But I also, I believe that he may have believed that Aaron was right. You know what I mean? And that, like, he believed in the cause and that he was ready to give his life for it at the same time. And that he was also maybe a little bit Mm self-serving. I I don't know. Um, Very, very tricky episode or tricky character in that regard. Either way, great fucking speech. (laughs) Great fucking speech. Um, Falco charges ahead to try and help even though he's never transformed before. Kind of young Aaron vibes. Like the yep. whole, I gotta help. Mm-hmm. Let's not think. <laughs> Let's, I just, like, run, shoot first, questions later. I do love Piek, like, right away, like, shoots it down of, like, you know, before he runs off, it's like, no, the first yeah. time never never goes good. Yeah, Like, she knows, you know? It's a little shit like that. Y- you know what's gonna happen, but, like, they still said the line anyways. Yeah. Um, what happens next? Uh, Connie gets an injured Armin onto the ship. Mm-hmm. Still no speaking lines from Armin because he's saw tongue. <laughs> no teeth, no tongue, no talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, then there's this like big moment where reinforcements arrive via locomotive, but they're destroyed instantly. Oh, cool. Back. Never mind. <laughs> oh, this is going to be really bad. Oh, all right. As you were. Yeah. Um, did you have an inkling as to who that was when it happened? So, as to who, I didn't know, but the first thing that came to mind was, we still don't know who saw them in the window when they were escaping, Mm -hmm. and they do this a couple more times in the episode, like, where there's kind of just like, oh, who was that? They purposely don't show, Mm -hmm. they show an action, but they're somehow able to edit out who's doing the action, Yeah, which I thought was, like, really, this this was such, like, a high-intensity episode, but, like, right off the bat, train blows up, and you're like, oh, shit, who's the backup? what's happening you know you're like yeah. constantly like i felt like i was scouring the screen every like from that moment on it was just like every i almost wish i could like pause play pause play see yeah. like <laughs> it was, it, it it was, was really awesome. well paced like the storyboarding 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 and direction for this episode and we're about to really get to the juice yeah. like i just can't it, it's extremely well done man oh yeah um so that happens, and then Annie and Reiner's titans are just about spent. They're both like on a knee, missing limbs and faces and all types of shit. And this is when I think Sakuka Connie <sighs> makes his debut. I don't think Connie's ever had like he's. We've seen him plenty on ODM gear, and he's been in plenty of fights. I don't think he's ever had like a panel Levi spread shot where he it's just tremendous. bodies people. It was it was so beautiful. Like for for. Because the thing I was worrying about, because <clears throat> the way the episode opened with, you know, we had a, you know, a flashback from, or not flashback, but like a recap of the previous episode, I was like, fuck, is is it going to be Connie that goes this episode? Because we've been <laughs> worrying, like, someone's going to go. I was like, is he going to be so out of it from what just happened yeah. that he's going to be a liability and he's going to make a mistake? And he's had so much development too, right? So much he's development. ripe for killing. Exactly. And I was worried, but like to see him like kind of like, you know, 
the heat of the moment mm-hmm. of like you know coming you know really rising to the occasion of you know them surviving and i was like, <laughs> like leanne and i were just like jaws dropped the second he comes ripping in, like into screen man if you slow-mo that shit he, i think he rips in by like odm gearing through jaegerists like i think through, his anchors yeah. sink into flesh and that's what pulls him forward Insane. like he he's got some awesome moves it's it's uh it was a really really cool one um mikasa's playing support here this is like i think we've seen them fighting throughout this episode but we're starting to see more and more they're just butchering their countrymen here yeah like this is like the blood starts piling up a little bit you're gonna say because like well i was gonna say because like this isn't technically the first time we've seen them like you know we've seen them attack humans Mm -hmm. but like with did they use their blades in season three, part one? They when did. they were like, they did. So like, I was thinking like this isn't technically new, but it's the first time they've really thrown down with like former scouts. I like, think I know the Agrist yeah. isn't just scouts. I know it's like the three other factions as well. But um, yeah, just so jarring to see the gore, the, the gore. Like oh. yeah, it was insane. And Connie's is not even like the heaviest part of it, <laughs> dude. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we're gonna get we're gonna get there, but <laughs> Flock gets a great Sakuga panel scene next. He he realizes that like shit is going bad and he doubles down. He gets the Jaegerus on Piek with Sunder Spears, they're keeping her busy. Um Falco transforms into a Titan before the info card. We don't really see him yet. And then after the info card we do, we're gonna talk about his Titan form. But I do want to say, before that we do, just Flock has his moment. He fights mm. off Falco, gets past Hanj, gets past Piek, and gets into the air with a clean-looking shot mm. at the boat. And he has got a Thunder Spear. And, you re- and he says, like, the one who saves Aldia is going to be me. Like, he did. He really went for it. Poor yep. Gabby shoots him out of the fucking sky because she's because aim, she's aimbotting. Clearly, it's unreal. Like, dude, think the about the body count she has is impeccable. Dude, think about her her hit rate. She what she shoots two shots on the Zeppelin. One of them kill Sasha. Yeah, she shoots what? Actually, Aaron. she shoots. She decapitates Aaron um, with a Titan she gun. A- she gets Sasha, and she has she pulls off that like clutch grenade move. Yeah, in season four, part Cl- one. Yeah, and also she kills Nile the Titan as he's attacking, um, <sighs> as he's attacking, you know, the the Sasha's family. Talking about Sakuga, that is also one like actually one of my so far one of my top five moments. Yeah, uh, in this in season four um, total, that was the and, Niles kill was insane. And she fucking shoots Flock out of the sky. <laughs> like, yeah, boom. And he misses. And I Later. love the uh, touch of his Thunder Spear hitting the water and the explosion being blood. Because there's so much blood in the water. Mm-hmm. I love that shit, dude. That was fucking awesome. Um, okay, let's talk about... It was satisfying. Also, like, you know, I'm assuming he's dead. Like, I know a lot of people are saying, like, oh, like, we didn't see him die. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah. Dude took one probably in, in the chest. Went into the water could possibly make a getaway you know there is a chance he's not dead but like yeah it just wasn't satisfying enough you know what i mean because like he had this it's it's bittersweet because he actually had this you know phenomenal sakuga moment where like you know he's ripping around and flying around and dot like he's going toe-to-toe with some of the heaviest heavies the show Mm -hmm. has ever seen and then you know he does get dropped but it's kind of just like a ah 
you know, just like an air. Like, I almost wanted a spectacle of someone getting the drip. Again, it, it was really cool, and it just, I don't know, maybe in my mind, because I disliked the character so much, I wanted fucking fireworks. <laughs> you wanted that guy. rat fuck to go out screaming? <laughs> it's it's funny. Um, so I'm torn on whether or not he's dead, but but I will say, even if he is, like, if that was it... It, it, it's, I think it's a fitting end. I was about to say, it's fitting. Like Again, I think a lot of people wanted to see him go out screaming, and you want to see every, all of everything fail, and him to know that he's beaten. But I think in a way, like all of this moment hinged on everything that he wanted. And he failed. Yeah. And he might die knowing that he failed. And mm-hmm. I think that might be the worst possible fate for him. You know what I, I think mean? so, yeah. <laughs> like I think that might be as bad as it could potentially get. Um, let's talk about... Um, the titan form i don't love it i hate it yeah yeah okay. man i'm, I'm... <laughs> looks like looks like a big if his name wasn't falco it like even though his name too, is falco why it's just two on the, i don't know why it's just two on the nose for yeah it's, it's i don't know I, I i don't hate it i don't like it but it is what it is like it's more bad than good yeah i agree more bad than good the, the talent like he actually looks the like talons He's got feathers, dude. His <laughs> yeah. his his fucking his limbs are feathered. <laughs> like I I I mean <sighs> you know whatever. Like I'm not. This is not the hill I'm gonna die on. But I saw it's people too... being like, "Isn't it cool? His name is Falco, and he looks no. like a falcon." I'm like, "No, that's not cool at all." Like, <laughs> Dave, it's too late in the game for me to care. <laughs> I, mean, I know. You know. It's just like, like, yeah. If this was if this was season three, I'd be I'd probably be a little a little grumpier about it, but. I'd, I, we yeah. got bigger fish to fry here. Just a, ju- just a weird call. Just a weird, what feels like an oversight. <laughs> like it's like we're. La- I'm laughing about it now. It's just so because it's abs- it's so absurd, dude. <laughs> yeah. Because like so, like some of the best parts about this series are like how things are not on the nose and how like they're nuanced and you have to go back to appreciate them. Sure. And this one, it's like has bird name, must have bird titan. People are gonna love this shit. It's like fucking what? Like this is like I don't know. This, this is uh, fun sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. I'm you know, I'm not I'm not letting it ruin the show. But fucking weird move. It didn't even cross my mind. It was just one. It was like huh, okay. <laughs> Let's um, keep going. Okay. Then I think we get the best Sakuga moment of the episode, which is By Mikasa fire. returning to give. She gives us. I, I might have been wrong when I wrote this. I wrote our first ever on-screen decapitation. I'm kind of wrong in the sense that a- that Aaron has his head blown off. True. But we've well, never had a yeah. ODM sword scout cut someone's head clean off. This was some of the most brutal shit I've ever watched on TV. Dude, this was amazing. Yeah, I was all for it. So, okay, here's the thing. <clears throat> we we finished the episode and Leanne and I like you know dove right into our you know our typical post AOT conversation. And record that next time. Yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> the the um, it's so funny because we were talking about Annie earlier, and in how season one she was like she was like a cat playing with like a bird, right? You know, like before, like not killing it, just kind oh, of yes. Watching because we've seen Mikasa kind of go like a little unhinged. There was something about this scene that was flat out <laughs> sadistic, and I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, Mikasa's not a good character. Like, or like, she is a good character, but she's not like, she is as morally gray as they come after this. Like, I know all these yeah. people are villains, and like, it's, it's so confusing. It's really hard. Like, it's hard to see like where we're all settled by the end of it. But she was there was a move, and, and this is the thing. This is gonna stick out to me 
probably forever. She pulls a move off where she wraps some guys up in their ODM gear. She went Spider-Man. And she pulls the pins on their fucking Thunder Spears. That yeah. was just, They were already dead. That was a step too far. Yeah. <laughs> like, even for, like, that, I was like, if we're in such a rush, like, she, she's all about being, she's so, you know, calculating and effective. Efficient. Efficient. And, and, and methodically efficient when she kills and people, usually. None of that. this was that. This was this brutal. Was, this was bloodlust. Yeah. And I was like, what is coming for her? Yeah. I'm, I'm ex- you know, you know it's funny after seeing that i was most excited to see where she goes from here like what does this mean i think you know there's a scene later and and this question has been posed before like is she going to be capable to really go against aaron and i think and they they didn't you know originally they kind of wanted to sit out or they were against this plan and then connie kind of drew first blood and then you could see his conviction was there yeah and she just has really matched that with her own but but yeah, I, I I also agree that the way she took these people out was the most brutal she's ever taken anybody out. Mm-hmm. Like there's one scene where she, she stabs one guy two three times. <laughs> she then she decapitates another guy. Then like you said, she webs up another guy with her ODM gear, slams him into the corpse of the first guy, and then pulls the like she and then the unreal the song in the background is there one of the soundtracks Ashes on Fire as this mm. is all happening and the blood the rain from the explosion that is also blood and she looks at the camera i was like this is well, fucking you, killer do you know what that looked like that looked straight out of the season one op where they're all like standing doing like their action shots and like blood is raining on them yeah i saw um so i'm wondering if yeah. like you know season one that op teed up all this of like them getting you know it's obvious like they're not the villains now but they're the ones doing the killing but yeah they're yeah. all ironically in in trying to stop genocide they're having to commit atrocities that i think they never would have thought possible right it's Mm -hmm. it's like uh it's just like connie's flashback and armin's flashback to someone's got to be the one to get blood on their hands kind of thing and they're all morally kind of gray now and they're, they're all definitely compromised like do you remember um armin shot a military police officer that was with Kenny to save John. Yes. And how fucked up he was about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, we are so far from that now. Yeah. That was like a thousand kilometers back. <laughs> you know, like we're so far away. And from then that she now. would, it's insane. she would later commit like maybe the biggest atrocity by blowing up a civilian populated area near a port <sighs> to kill like 30,000 soldiers, women and children. It's, uh, it's pretty fucked up, man. Um, mm-hmm. anyway, onward and upward, um, th- you know, this sort of seals the deal and it looks like things are going well for the scouts. Yeah. Um, everybody's on board. Falco pulls an errand again, loses control. It's his first transformation. We'll give yeah. him that. Yeah. Called it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what she deserves is to be attacked by him clearly. <laughs> so, um, he's, uh, he attacks, but she's fine. She's got him in full guard. Yeah. You know, she gets the hooks in, um, <laughs> And then and then McGath comes and, and yeah. bails her out. Um, with everybody safely boarded, McGath decides that he says, "I'm gonna cover the rear mm. as they're getting ready." Did you know even before like we're about to see our boy? I didn't like in the moment when he said he was covering the rear. I was yeah. like, okay, well maybe there you know there's something. But then like when I realized like how alone he was because you get a cut to a Jaegerist like on a church saying like, "Oh, there's one left." Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, and, he's up to something. There's something going. There's something else going on. Yeah, here. I. Yeah, uh, um, my guy, my guy. Beautiful ending to this episode. Third act. It's pre- it's pretty short. This lasts yeah. maybe five minutes, if that. Yeah. If uh, yeah. Um, but we learn um, uh, Magath is being attacked by these couple Jaegerists, and he's bailed out by Keith Shadis. 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 Keith Shadis. Our boy, who is revealed to be. Not only the one who blew up the reinforcements train from earlier, but also is the one who was in the window when the scouts left. Mm-hmm. I had the hunch that it was him. I believe, I, you know, I think I think we had talked about it a few episodes ago. I think uh, the episode with Bronson, I think we had talked about that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think you might But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, these two guys are... It's weird because, you know, we've only known McGath for a short time, and I don't think we realized how much of a badass Shadis was till like, he kind of came back in season yeah. three. Yeah, big t- I agree with that. You know, and it's like ever since then, like he's been a very big presence. Although short screen time, he's just one of those characters that is like with Pixis, very similar to Pixis. When he's on, you're like, oh shit, I'm listening. You know, like this yeah. guy, like you know, he's he's always been one of the good ones. You know, there are a lot of characters like that on this show, man. Like yeah, um, a lot. Willie was so good for how long yes. for the few episodes that he was in Pixis. Um, uh, who the hell? Uh, Galliard, Pock Galliard, like great yeah. character. Mm-hmm. You know they're you know they're just as good at doing this, introducing characters, making you f- care about them. You know, um, as really like, else. what was what was um, Zeke's mentor, the Kazavra, Mr. Kazavra? Yeah, his Fantastic. time his time on the show was pretty good. I really like that. Yeah, they they, they can handle this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when uh, Magath sort of reveals why he stays behind. He's like, "There's one ship left." And you Marley and Battle Cruiser. Yeah, <laughs> calls. I was like, "Oh shit, shit!" It's like the Titanic. No, I'm yeah. Um, but no, like he's like, yeah. Not only can it intercept our thing, but it's you know it has weapon systems equipped that it could sink us. So we gotta either delay it or uh, or take that thing down. So the two of them board the Marleyan ship, um, and they lock themselves in the weapons room, and they get ready to rig an explosion. And beautiful. They proceed the to have between these two is yeah. They proceed to have like some really beautiful dialogue about you know how they'll go they'll go down in history of some of the people that have saved the world. Mm. The true tragedy here, in my eyes, is Shadis. Mm. I mean, like they both have this is both so tragic for both of them. Like, dude, if you think about it, they're both people that have been cha- training children. <laughs> for war their entire well, lives well i think that's the thing because you know there i think you know call it on the nose and it, it, if you look at it it, it is obvious but it, it is the final blow of the old guard you know True. like yeah. if you if you want if you really want to you know no, split no. hairs i don't think so han just still kicking around and levi is still around but i think they were byproducts of the system that was already in place yeah mcgath and shotis were directly involved in continuing the violence they were you know a part of like generating new blood essentially yeah and to see them both go like it kind of just regardless of whether you know the group succeeds or fails at least in this moment going forward those those futures are over like there there shouldn't you know um, history continues to create violence it's just how i think that's like the biggest message of this show after all these years but in this moment like two of the you know the progenitors of child atrocities whether, you know, they believed it or not. And, you know, like, McGath was able to come around. And I think Shadis was aware of it at the end, too. Like, yeah. it was honestly a truly, truly beautiful moment. And 
from this, like you said last week, the second I saw McGath, I knew something was up. I like this freaking guy. And I think he went out. And like the guy's like pounding on the window, like, what are you doing in there? I love that. I, I also, yeah. I love the choice. It's very easy to make these corny, and I don't think they did. I think they nailed it. I love the choice to mute the explosion, play music instead, and yeah. just show the reactions. That was like a good directorial storyboarding choice. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fantastic. Um, I want, there's two things I want to say on Shoddy's, and I think they're both equally tragic. In his episode where he recounts his memory of encountering Grisha mm. and being heartbroken because he himself was kind of in love with Carla mm-hmm. and realizing that there was something special about Grisha and Aaron and mm. he, and that his story was kind of, the story of his life with it was that he was kind of a bystander mm. and not special. And then he goes on to, you know, he, he helps during the rumbling. He is, you know, he bails out the same scouts that threw him in jail mm. and it, with this he supports magath and is probably you know i don't think they could have done it alone they needed each other to get this done i think so yeah and magath is the one who says like you'll go down in history as someone that saved the world mm. and one he's no longer just a bystander mm. his life has a, a lot of meaning and two i think that no one will actually know no one saw I, you know what i mean i think yeah no one, no one will know. know no one will know about shot they'll know about magath but yeah you know <sighs> There could be an argument. Like, there's maybe... I don't think... It's hard to say. Like, do you think Shadis had help by those, you know, those recruits? That maybe. He had, you know, he had... Like, maybe they were there. Like, maybe he could have done that alone. Who knows? But it's... Um, but I think he wanted it that way. If yeah. he was the bystander, he was the bystander to the end. Big you know? time. And I think to himself, I think he was the kind of man that was like, you know, I know I'm doing the right thing, and I think that's enough. Yeah. So it's... Uh, Big time idea. vibes. Um, yeah. Oh, what a, what a great... Yeah. Um, one of the only, like, it's sad that they died, but truly one of, like, probably one of the few happy endings we'll see two characters in this show. Being able to save others, and that's the end of it. You know? Yeah. Actually, I, I can't mean, think of too many happy deaths. So, we get credits around here, and then there's post-credits, and I'll just continue, because um, Hanji says something to, to this point. She says, like, you know, Magath gave his life knowing that Liberio was already doomed so he's choosing to save people he'll never mm. meet yeah um this is also like a bit of a surprising moment because annie kind of loses her conviction mm. i suppose it's not really surprising if you think back to season one her relationship with her father she has a lot of flashbacks sure in season one and then when she wakes up and she has her whole episode on the back of the horse telling her story which IMO not beautifully handled. I was away for that week, so we didn't <laughs> yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Um, could have been better, but whatever. Um, but like, yeah, you know, everybody, each character has something that's driving them, and her relationship with her father or adopted father is clearly what drives her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when she's faced with the news that like, yeah, we're not going to make it in time. In fact, it's probably already too late. Um, she sort of loses her will to keep going a little bit. See, okay. I really like Annie as a character. The scene didn't work for me because I know her fucking dad is alive. Like you think we so? had one hundred percent, Dave. We had that episode, like a cut to black of her father making a leap for a Marleyan guard. All the Eldians are out of the city. Is my guess. My, my my assumption is, regardless of you know, I guess we can kind of talk about like you know, future of what is to come. We've already kind of hit up that whether it's going to be a part three or a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the next episode. I do believe we're going to have all the Eldians 
in the world are aware of Aaron's actions. And mm-hmm. I think people are, whether some nations, there's uprisings or there's other nations where the people listen to the Eldians and they're able to act on this and they're preparing. I think there's a chance we're seeing like Annie's father is, you know, all those Eldians are able to get out of Liberio and, you know, able to get away. Mm. Like I don't, I don't think like, I th- so I understand Annie's upset, but I think this is just kind of like a, if you forgot, if you forgot about her father, this scene probably means a little more. Sure. But I think we're going to... I think he's alive. Okay. Genuinely. Okay. Unless they're just like, eh, no, everyone is dead. I'd be like, well, good for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's yeah. a good point. I I forgot about that a little bit, admittedly. Like, I think you've given at least the Eldians in Liberia an easy out. Yeah. They're like... You know, they would have got out of there a hell of a lot sooner than the tight than the rumbling reached them. They knew it was mm-hmm. coming. They were trying to get out. Power struggle ensues. Yeah, I think it's certainly yeah. possible that they're out. Maybe. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how the hell that shit goes. And then the episode pretty much just ends on her saying, like, Are you gonna be able to do this? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna be able to kill Aaron? And you know, after watching her decapitate and brutally murder a bunch of people that she used to care about Maybe not such an issue. Um, maybe that's what the series comes down to. There's going to be a conversation between those two of, look what you made me do, I think. You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's going to be some words. We are so overdue for her and Aaron to like, have it out. And Armin, whether he just like, sulking, like sulkingly kind of hangs yeah, out in the conversation. I mean, th- like, but this I think is, the three of them need more time together. This, I'd completely, Dude, we've had one frank conversation with the three of them in the entire final season. One. And it only gave me more questions, you know, <laughs> like it's, uh, yeah, we got a lot left. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how, and like, I don't know, that's where a lot of the source of my anxiety for the conclusion comes from. It's like, we desperately need all those characters to get closure to their arcs because mm-hmm. they're not a single one of them has closure yet. Um, and we need we need to understand character motivations and this and that. And we need to understand lore with Ymir. We mm. need to know what's going to happen with Historia's plot line. We need, you know what I mean? Like we just need a lot of things. Yep. I think now that I think we're both probably resigned to the fact that it's not going to wrap up in the next 20 minutes is both good and bad. Like they have more time to do more things and that's what the story needs right now. Mm. So I don't know. I'm very, very excited to, I just want to know what's next, you know? I'm, I'm so, I'm, I am too. Can Did, I give my prediction on how the final episode's going to end? The closing shot's going to be? Uh, yeah. It is going to be the same as part one. You know how, uh, mm-hmm. like, Reiner is rolling up in the blimp? Oh, okay. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, in uh, Chicken China. Is it, are they in Chicken China? Yep. Yeah. Rolling up, and he goes, oh, like, you know, let's do this. It's going to be the same thing again. It's going to be Ryan, or, uh, Aaron looking out, and it's going to be either them in the plane or whatever plan they sort out. It's just going to be like another rehash if it goes. I think that, I think that'd be pretty fitting of like, all right, okay. round two. Okay, I've got know, different right. expectations. That's a good one. Okay, I've, I didn't have one. I'm just thinking this now, so it okay. might be full of holes. I think now that we have spent, what, fucking six episodes with the scouts, I think we don't get more scouts. We get an Aaron-centric episode that either enhances or significantly changes our view on his motivations and something and that's the cliffhanger it is a cliffhanger but it's 100%. like but it, the cliffhanger is like we're gonna feel differently about aaron or or maybe like maybe we feel the same but they're gonna catch us up on what's happened since the rumbling or we're gonna get like a series of flashbacks being like here's why i did what I, you know what i mean like 
some, some it's, justification. Yeah, it's going to be attempt of a justification. Aaron and or rumbling centric. Like it's. I mm. don't think we're spending more time just watching them sail and get the boat ready. And if we do, fine. But like, I'll be legit pissed if we don't get any Aaron whatsoever. Like it's been a long. You know, we've had zero. So we I think, we need some shit. I think if they have the gall to like hit us with a part three or a movie, I think they have the gall to like wait till the last thirty seconds of the episode <laughs> and hit us with an Aaron Cliffhanger. <laughs> like you know, I'm a loser, man. Like if they do it, bravo. Like you know, stick to your guns there and all that. Like you know, I'm I'm a fan of that, but I don't know. It's what uh... main character? Did you think there was a protagonist? <laughs> It's fucking bullshit. Dude, think about yeah, it. Yeah, he like, died. His name was Flock. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, Flock was the hero the whole time. Crunchyroll yeah. gave Aaron antagonist of the year for anime for season four, part one. And Protag. They gave him both. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> or no, for, he was for a guy that's got like nominated yeah. for both. For a guy who has like fucking four scenes and the whole fucking thing. Anyway, whatever. <sighs> Wins a win, I guess. Miffed. Miffed, yeah. All right. Um, well, guys, we're going to be here. Um, you know. For the post show this week, we're going to talk about Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. We've both watched a fuckload of 86. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff we're going to talk about. So tune into that in a day or two after this releases. Um, and then, reminder, next week, there is no Attack on Titan uh, episode. There's a special event broadcast in Japan. Some people thinking it might be a day for them to drop news. Um, if it is and it's huge, maybe we'll do like a reaction. Or mm-hmm. we'll just cover it on the post show, which will come out regularly scheduled on that friday um but until then you know whatever just jam this stuff and we'll be back with the final episode review and discussion and then you can probably rest assured that whatever they do announce we will probably cover whatever that comes out but more on that you know cross that bridge when we get there so i think that's probably it um definitely follow us on instagram at part-time otaku podcast like, subscribe, follow. You you know the drill. And we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Cheers.